This is Top Floor Episode 66. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 66. Welcome to Top Floor with Susan Berry. This weekly podcast right up to the top floor features tangible tips and excellent stories from the experts and characters who elevate hospitality. And now your host and elevator operator, Susan Berry. Thanks for being here. This is part two of my conversation about holiday traditions with my sister, Kat Meek. You can listen to part one in episode 65, and I hope you enjoy the rest of our silly conversation. So what about other holidays throughout the year? Any traditions that you remember? I need to backtrack to Christmas night, red beans and rice night, Mm -hmm. to the Christmas crackers. Oh, that we had yeah, 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 yeah. That, you know, the kind, I think everybody sees them now because you can buy them almost anywhere where you, you pull them from the sides and they pop and inside's a crown and a joke and a little toy. And, mm-hmm. but we did that way back when nobody had heard of it. And we all wore the crowns. We all told the jokes. I think the first one, someone brought back from a trip to England. Exactly. Like, I don't think they were even available for purchase in the U.S., and that's kicked off the tradition. And then year after year after that, it was like the struggle to try to find them. Exactly. And um, so this year, so we would always do that. Of course, as you know, Christmas night with everybody. It's so fun. All the pictures with all the crowns. Mom did something different for Thanksgiving this year. And I don't even know what they're called, but we all got these balls and you unravel the ball. It's just layers and layers of tissue paper. But within the surprise balls, is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. Or mystery balls. It was so cool. I made one of those for Eliza when she was a little, little, little girl. Okay. Well, this one mom bought somewhere, but it was really neat. And it was the perfect way to segue as, you know, she's kind of, we're putting this away and getting this other next course out. So we all sort of had something to do and we're all just like playing with our toys and having fun. And there were crowns in them too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It was a very, very, very neat thing. And, um, but it reminded me of the Christmas cracker tradition. Oh yeah. I love that. That's such a good idea. I'm going to have to remember that for my next dinner party. Cause you're right. It does buy you some time for like, you know, plating the next course or whatever the case may be. I know. I thought about that too. I was like, I'm definitely stealing this idea. Yeah, that's good. Um, But as far as other traditions go, I mean, you know, they're, they're, I feel like those are such impactful holidays. I can't think of anything major. I mean, your birthday, you got to pick what was for dinner. Really? I I don't remember that that. holiday. Oh, I do because I picked McDonald's. Are you serious? Yes, because we never got fast food. We Uh hardly ever ate out. And, you know, again, being the picky eater, I remember, and mom and dad are like, you're the cheapest, you know, requester ever. This is amazing. Yes, I remember we all had McDonald's. I wonder if that's why I have this mental association between. Uh, a shrimp pasta dish and that strawberry shortcake that you make with angel food cake and cool whip. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Yes. With my birthday. And that must be what I asked for when I was little. I just don't remember. Right. Because every time I have something like that, I'm like, oh, this reminds me of my birthday. I'm like, why does it remind me of my birthday? Yeah. Because we okay. got to that was the main thing for the birthdays. Oh, that's cool. Getting to pick um, who, you know, what we all had to eat. But I mean, there weren't any other major holiday traditions that I can really think of. I remember doing like look searching for Easter eggs when we were little and we would dye the egg, like boil yeah. the eggs, dial dye the eggs, and they would be hidden in the yard and then we would eat them. Can you imagine doing that today? Nope. <laughs> you probably didn't do it then either. Nope. <laughs> I remember one got lost in the couch for a couple months. What? <laughs> when yeah. did that happen? I don't remember which year, but I remember when it was discovered. Oh my god. God, that is so gross. And I remember doing stuff like sparklers for the 4th of July and stuff like that. But I also just remember that our parents and their friends entertained all the time. So there would be parties for no reason at all (laughs) versus just for holiday traditions. Definitely. So what holiday traditions do you have with your family now? Well, we have kept a lot of the same things that we do with mom and dad as I've now lived back in the, you know, our hometown. Mm -hmm. So, um, however, like this year, we were just talking about, we were there for Thanksgiving. Most years we travel the week of Thanksgiving because uh, owning a, you know, a restaurant and having a kid in school, it was one of the only weeks we could travel that wasn't also high season. Mm -hmm. So we have traveled most Thanksgivings. Um, I would say this year's a rare exception because we did a huge camping trip with uh, a big group of our friends. That reminds me so much of our parents' friends who we have random parties with all the time for no good reason. (laughs) The more we talk about mom and dad and how they did it, I'm like, oh, I do the same thing. Uh So, and then COVID, you know, we couldn't travel that year. So that's kind of been our Thanksgiving tradition. We've changed a little bit of Christmas because mom and dad come to our house now Christmas morning. And we, of course, kept the brunch tradition going because it was amazing. But instead of having breakfast casserole, we do eggs Benedict, where Mike, of course, you know, my husband, (laughs) um, makes you know, homemade hollandaise. And then it's the biggest joke that my mom is always like, it's a sea of hollandaise. So <laughs> it's all the hollandaise I can eat, you know? So we put the extra bowl on the table and you know, it's funny. all the hollandaise. But other than that, there aren't any real major traditions we've changed. I know some families have a thing of where they open one gift on Christmas Eve. Do you guys do that? We do do that. And we never did that growing up. Mm-mm. No, no, but we, one thing I think maybe that we did differently growing up was we opened a gift when someone brought it to us. Like, I think a lot of people save everything for Christmas day, which I think is cuckoo pants. And so people brought like the people who were invited over for the cocktail party on Christmas Eve brought us gifts. So we opened something. So we didn't really have a reason to open something else. You know what I mean? Good point. Um, I think we're going to start the traveling Thanksgiving week because it's a really good time 
to be away from work and not feel stressed out about being away from work for, I think for anyone, cause it's just quiet, you know? Right. Um, we went to Rome this year for Thanksgiving week and had a wonderful time. And our listeners can hear about that in episode 64. Um, <laughs> and it, it was so nice that I think that's going to become a tradition. And then something else that happened in the pandemic was you know, we have spent so many years traveling back and forth between my husband's family and our family and back and forth and back and forth. And during the pandemic, it occurred to me that it made a lot of sense that we needed to start creating some of our own holiday traditions that were just about the two of us and our life here in Atlanta and not about traveling back and forth and back and forth to different places. And so... We're still in the process of figuring out exactly what that looks like, but um, but we're working on establishing some new traditions for ourselves. I think that's important. And we we did that in some ways. For example, Christmas Eve, we go out to dinner every year and we, we used to go and do the cocktail party at mom and dad's. And um, we go, we drive around and we see the light displays, the local light displays, and, you know, just kind of make it a thing, just the three of us. That's become, I guess, inadvertently a new tradition. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What about the way you entertain? Like, do you feel like your style of entertaining has changed over the years? Do you do it more like mom and dad, less like mom and dad? You know what I mean? What do you, how about that? We do it a lot less like mom and dad because we almost never have dinner parties. We've only had a handful. In fact, it's funny because, it, God, it was must have been three weeks ago or so. We were kind of going through some boxes because we've somewhat recently moved. And it's like, we've got all this china and crystal and silver we got for wedding gifts that we never use. And I even said to Mike the other day, I was like, I really want to do like a legit dinner party and use all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause why do we have it if we're not using it? You know, but we um, entertain like them in, in a way that we have kind of a core group that we mostly, you know, several families and we get together pretty much every single weekend, whether it's to watch <laughs> football or we get together every single weekend, all three nights of every single weekend, basically. Uh, and every night two. in during the week too. Not during the week too. Not, no, 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 not, not always, maybe in the summer. Um, but it's, uh, in that regard, it's pretty similar, but what's very, very different is it's always a potluck situation. It's casual. It's, serve yourself. It's paper plates. It's, you know, that kind of thing. Gotcha. The one thing that we've, that we do in our house, just like mom and dad is we are cloth napkin all the way. I remember, (laughs) yeah, I remember growing up and every single night we had five 30 dinner every night of the week at our house. And that was like our quote, quote curfew. And, um, I remember when friends would come over and have dinner with us and see the cloth napkins and think like, what is this? What's happening? <laughs> Little so did fancy. they know it was so much cheaper and so much exactly. better for the environment if you do it that way. I think people see that now, but back then it was sort of like a whoa, so fancy, uh-huh. you know. Well, I mean, even I had some guests over for a, a holiday occasion. You know, it was a holiday, like either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I can't remember, and I of course set the table with cloth napkins because I'm not a monster. And 
they were like, oh, you don't need to get those out for us. I thought, well, who do you think I'm going to give them to? <laughs> this Why? is what we use. I mean, what? it's Christmas. Hello? <laughs> what about you? You you do dinner parties quite a bit, don't you? Yeah. So for for us, for entertaining, I think the thing that's changed is we used to have big parties a lot, like big... I don't want to say cocktail parties because they weren't fancy necessarily, but like we would have a big Mardi Gras party or we would have a, I don't know, 4th of July or we used to do a shrimp boil every year for a spring festival, you know, that kind of stuff. And we haven't done that in a really long time. Um, but we ha- we do have dinner parties. And I absolutely love doing that. For my birthday this year, we got a chef to come and prepare the dinner. And it was so amazing because we got to be home. Everybody could be comfortable and all that stuff. But there wasn't like all this work and cleanup so that by the time the event starts, you're exhausted from fixing it all. You know what I mean? Right. I love that. We've only done it a couple of times. Have a chef come. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's an investment, but it's worth it. But, uh, you know, it's not something that I could afford to do on a regular basis. <laughs> it's very special occasion. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's, um, it's so fun. But, you know, the other thing about having that chef, we had done that one time before many, many years ago. And I don't really... I didn't take a lot from that experience. But from this one, you know, we were able to see some of her tricks for having prepared many things in advance and then serving it. So Mm -hmm. that was helpful too for just like our own dinner parties. Like for example, we had lamb chops. They were par-cooked and then she did them sous vide when she got here. So, you know, that's not a huge amount of preparation that you have to do on site, right? But it tasted delicious. They looked beautiful. So that was cool to get some some of those kind of ideas. That's something I feel like we learned watching mom and dad do, uh, you know, hosting as well, Mm -hmm. some of that. And in fact, we, obviously my husband is a chef, but to this day, as we're planning, we're planning, you know, y'all are going to be in town in a couple weeks and we're going to have a dinner and do our Christmas celebration early and all that. So as we're planning the menu, we're talking about it last night. It's like, okay, let's do this. Cause you, the X, Y, and Z can be done in advance. And then this has to be done a la minute, like right then and there Mm -hmm. can't do in advance. We don't want to have to be slaving over the stove the whole time, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, you have to strike a balance between like really, this sounds so dorky, like I ever cook. What what am I talking about? But uh, word to the wise, friends, you have to strike a balance between high quality food and having fun at your own party. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> what about any predictions that you have for either the future of entertaining, the future of celebrating holidays, that it can be personal to you or universal to the world? Well, okay. I have to look at trends that have happened in the past five years. Okay. Charcuterie that we've been doing for 25 years or more. Uh-huh. Mom and dad have served forever. We, I don't think they called it charcuterie, but... So charcuterie is a thing that everybody does. Now we've got butter boards, cream cheese boards. We've got all these things that are indicative. They're, 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 they're just grab and go snacky kind of communal communal. Exactly. I think that that is a trend that's here to stay, um, in terms of creating less of a composed plate 
if you will, and more of a um, snacking buffet, uh, small bites kind of culture. I think that's going to be something that we see more and more and more of. Have you seen a frosting board? I think I have, but tell me more. I mean, it's just frosting. And then I think it has like candy and sprinkles and cookies and stuff. I'm just can't decide if I think that would be good or not. I mean, it sounds kind of good. I have mixed feelings on these whole butterboard cream cheese situations. Me too. I think it's creepy. Have you ever seen the nachos? The giant nacho table? Yes. Again, though, I have to say, I have yet to participate in said boards. Because it's kind of gross. Don't I mean, aren't you worried about getting someone slobber on your food? It is. I think that double dipping is a real concern. <laughs> yes, exactly. Have you seen the parody ones like a soup board? Yes. Where the person just splashes soup on a like, piece of wood and they're like, hey, here's the soup board. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. <sighs> but I do think that that more casual style is kind of... But at least for for us, that's something that we've adopted. And the dinner party is kind of like a, it's your, you're getting married. You're going to have a dinner party. You're (laughs) graduating from high school or college or whatever. And that for us, you know. You know what I think though? And this may just be observing my own self. It used to be that if we were going to have a dinner party, it was going to be a dinner party with a capital D, like very fancy and very formal and all that stuff. And we have dinner parties that are not that fancy. I mean, that one I was talking about with the private chef aside, like, of course, yeah, you know, cassoulet or I'm trying to think of another example of something that we've had recently, gumbo, like that kind of stuff that's very casual just everyone sitting down at the table. So it's a dinner party. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, I think casual, I think that goes across the board by way of, I mean, look at the way people dress now versus and and all of it, you know? Do you think people are entertaining more now post-pandemic or less? It's so hard to say because I had a very wide bubble pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, so... The way that we have always gathered because there are so many of us has always been going to each other's houses rather mm-hmm. than maybe going out because it's kind of hard to get a table for 30 yeah. or, or whatever it may be. So I think ah, it's hard to say. What do you think? I don't know. I find myself wanting to just do less in general, but I don't know if that's because of a reset during the pandemic or if that's just because I'm getting old. <laughs> Like, you know, I'm up for maybe like two social events a month, whereas it used to be six. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds crazy to me. I can't imagine just two a month. Well, because you have two a weekend, but it's all the same people. And that's not we're we don't roll like that. It's a little different. Right. True. We don't roll with a pack. (laughs) <laughs> the neighborhood gang of weirdos. Listen, we are golf cart, cart gangs. That's our only gang. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, I think we have exhausted the topic of holiday traditions. But before I let you go, we are going to head down to the loading dock where 
all of the best stories get told. Going down. In this case, we don't necessarily have to tell stories, but since we started with gift ideas, I think we should wrap it up with a few of the worst gifts we've ever received. I'll go first. When I was like... I think I was like 15, something like that. I was recently sort of diagnosed as hypoglycemic. And so one of the things about having hypoglycemia is that you need to always have a snack on board. (laughs) Because if your blood sugar gets low, you need to eat like peanuts or whatever. So we were going to New York City and that was our big Christmas present. That was the gift. We were going to New York and we were getting money for shopping and tickets to see the Rockettes and blah, 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 all the things we were going to do. But wrapped up under the Christmas tree was a case of peanuts for me to (laughs) carry around with me to help with my blood sugar problems. And I was so pissed. Like, who gives people peanuts for Christmas? And that was all I got. A box of peanuts. (laughs) What? I mean, I sound like an ungrateful little brat because obviously we got to go to New York. But at the time, I was like, this is an outrage. Well, but remember, though, that the tickets for New York were in the stocking. And as we do everything so systematically in our house... We go in a circle, everyone, you each open a gift and then you keep the circle going because we have to drag everything out. Well, I mean, it's more fun though. Exactly. I love it. We okay. I still do it, but it's just like the way Thanksgiving, they didn't want it to last, you know, 10 minutes for all that work. Right. Same thing with opening the gifts. So that's another tradition that we had. Yes. We forgot to say about that one. Yes. And so then stockings were last and that's where our biggest gift was. Okay. What that did you get? Do trip. you remember what you got? I feel like... Part of the reason I was so mad about the peanuts is you got something real. No, because I was going to say, I think that same year is the worst gift that I thought I ever received, (laughs) but maybe it was a different year. And that was luggage. And it was (laughs) LL Bean luggage with with my initials on it. And I was pissed because that was the last (laughs) thing in the world that I wanted was luggage. Not realizing that actually that is really a cool gift and amazing. And it was about to get used. I don't think that was the same year because I also got that luggage. And it was before I started going to my summer nerd camps, which was several years prior. Okay. Well, whatever year, that was my least favorite gift I ever received in that moment. (laughs) I can tell you another gift that I did not appreciate at the time was getting a piece of Christmas china. As a gift. Oh, yes. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yeah. I got it too. Uh, now, it makes uh, absolute sense why we were given it because our parents were starting to collect it in this way they could have four plates to start instead of only two. But I think we were too little to really understand the value of the piece of China. And I remember being like, where is my Barbie doll? What <laughs> the actual... Yeah, good. Yes. I forgot all about that. (laughs) Can you think of a worst gift you ever gave? I have so many because they're all gifts that I never actually gave. It would be like, here's a book about such and such. I'm going to take you on a trip to (laughs) Alaska. And then, of course, never do it. Well, I can't think of the worst gift I ever gave, but I can tell you about the worst thank you note I ever wrote. (laughs) Yes. 
And it was, I think it was for my wedding or a graduation, but it was to the Joneses. And I filled it out, dear Mr. Rick and Miss Kathy. And that was it. And I put it, (laughs) but I think I was going through, I must have done that for everyone. And then like I was labeling and then I was going into Philemon, never wrote anything (laughs) else. (laughs) Find out they told you. Yeah, they told mom and dad. They told me sometime later, oh, but it was on my letterhead hilarious. stationery. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Oh my gosh. Well, Kat Meek, thank you so much for joining me for this holiday traditions episode of Top Floor. I really appreciate you riding to the top floor with me. It was a pleasure as always. <gasps> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 66. Top Floor is produced by John Albano, who also composed and performed our elevated elevator music with vocals by Cameron Albano. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues after you leave us a five-star review. You can subscribe to Top Floor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Thanks for listening to the Top Floor Podcast at www.topfloorpodcast.com. Have a hospitality marketing question? Reach us at 850-404-9630 to be featured in a future episode. 